Well, here at Midwest Ag Matters, we have realized over the years that if you want to clear away all the smoke of conflicting reports coming out of South America about crops, weather, and trade, the number one source in our book is Dr. Michael Cordonier with Soybean and Corn Advisors. Michael, great to have you on the program again. You know, we've been getting a lot of conflicting reports over the past few weeks, so uh, to try and lay the groundwork for us about what's going on in South America for our discussion this morning. First, give us an idea of where Brazil is in the planting, growing, and harvesting process. Okay. Well, always glad to be with you. In Brazil, they started off with uh, very hot and dry conditions during the planting season. It has slowed down the early planting. Uh, right now, they're approximately 80% planted, uh, but that is slower than normal. And the further north and east you go, the drier it's been. Now, over the last couple of weeks, they've had record high temperatures and very dry conditions in the northern part of the country. And at the same time, in southern Brazil, they've had record heavy amounts of rainfall (laughs) and flooding. So there's been really two extremes on both ends of Brazil. Now, that's the bad news for the Brazilian farmers. The good news is... Rainfall has improved in central Brazil over the last week or so. It's not back to normal by any stretch of the imagination. And the soybeans have not recuperated completely, but at least they've gotten some rain. Now, the rain has been irregular, and uh, the forecast is more scattered showers going forwards. So Brazilian farmers are hopeful that maybe, maybe uh, the rainy season is going to start to improve. Now, in the meantime, uh, everybody, including myself, have reduced the soybean production estimates in Brazil because they just had a terrible start. Now, about 5 to maybe 7% of Brazil's soybeans need to be replanted, and this is very, very late for replanting. The ideal planting window has long closed, so the farmers have a real tough decision and they're probably going to wait maybe another week or so to make that final decision. Yeah. Has the rain been good enough to recuperate the soybeans, or should I go out there and replant? Yeah. So it's kind of a tough decision for them to make. Yeah. Now, one of the things that goes along with that is is that some have said, yeah, well, Argentina's going to be able to make up for any losses. And, you know, some people laughed, and others started crunching their the numbers on their calculator. I, I, it seems difficult to presume that that would be the case, particularly since— Argentina, you know, like, likes to take soybeans in and turn it into meal, et cetera. Uh, so I, I don't know how happy right. they're going to be about handing some over to Brazil. Well, the situation in Argentina is very weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, as we speak, now the crushers in Argentina are basically out of soybeans. Uh, a lot of plants have closed down early for annual maintenance. Other ones are still trying to import beans from uh, from Paraguay and some from Brazil. And they imported a a record amount, like over 10 million tons. Well, they had record losses. Record losses, exactly right. So now they won't get any new soybeans in Argentina until March at the earliest. And Argentina right now is about a third planted on their soybeans and about a quarter planted, maybe 30% planted on corn. It's been slow there as well. But their rains have improved. So they're picking up on their planting pace. Now, if the weather remains normal for both Brazil and Argentina going forwards, Argentina could make up for 
some of the losses anticipated in Brazil, no doubt. Uh, the Argentine soybean crop could be double last year's production. My and God. last year's production was historically low. It was like the worst drought in 60 years in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. So losses in Brazil can be made up, you know, to maybe a large extent by improvements in Argentina, if the weather cooperates. Now, uh, you know, we both kind of laugh a little bit when we say Argentina's got a lot going on right now, one of which is a new president. Tell us what that means for the corn and soybean markets. <laughs> well, I was just writing you know, multiple stories about his election. Now, he made some big promises to agriculture. He said he's going to turbocharge Argentine agriculture. Now, the first thing he's going to do, he said, when he takes office, and he takes office on December 10th, the first thing he's going to do is to only have one exchange rate between the peso and the dollar. Right now, there's six different exchange rates. <laughs> and if he goes to one exchange rate, without a doubt, it's going to go to what's called a black market rate, which is right now a little bit more than 1,000 pesos to the dollar. There will be a devaluation of the Argentine peso which is good news for Argentine farmers. Devaluation is always good news. It gives you more money in your pocket mm -hmm. when you sell a product in dollars if your local currency devalues. Now, he can probably do that with only an you know, executive order on his part. The second thing he said he's going to do is to dollarize the economy, use the dollar as official currency in the country. Nobody knows how that could work. There's not enough dollars in the country to to do that. Now, a lot of Argentine farmers and general population have been, you know, economizing by switching their pesos over to dollars. So there's a lot of dollars in the country, but but not enough to turn the whole econ economy into dollars. So we'll see how that goes. What but is the it? bigger thing he promised down the road is to eliminate export taxes on agriculture commodities. And right now, for soybeans, that tax is 33%. Ouch. Now, he's going to need approval of Congress to do that. And his party in Congress is just a very small part of Congress. He only has 10% of the senators in his party and 14% of the House of Representatives in his party. So it remains to be seen if he can you know, pull together enough support in Congress yeah. to do that. Yeah. So what does this mean on the global scale, on the global market? You know, when we're we're all buying for, uh, you know, marketplaces like well, China, as an example. But uh, so what does this mean to uh, uh, U.S. farmers? Okay, down the road, I think it means a, a much more robust production in Argentina, and especially on the soybean side. And if... Look at it this way. If they eliminate the export tax and if they devalue the currency, the Argentine farmer, what he gets for his soybeans will double what he gets for his soybeans. Well, and in recent years, the soybean acres have been going down in Argentina. And the farmers have been complaining, you know, why go all this effort producing soybeans when, you know, taxes take away half of it? So I think that would be a, a big boom Argentine agriculture, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to happen here, you know, down the road, if he can get this export tax removed. Yeah. And see, here's the problem. The export taxes on commodities brings in about 12% of the revenue for the government. But And they've asked him, how can you give up 12% of your revenue? 
So we're going to cut government expenses by 15%. <laughs> so he's got real radical ideas. Yeah, there well, there's, to be seen if he gets them all done. Yeah, there's some real fuzzy math going on there that needs to shake itself out. Word is Brazil is going to plant a lot more hectares this season, but we're also hearing about crop losses due to weather and maybe making some changes. Talk to us about yes. co- talk, talk to us about corn. Yes. I think the big issue in Brazil is going to be corn. Because this delayed soybean planting is going to delay the planting of the second crop of corn called the Safaninha. We already know that uh, planting of the corn is going to be very delayed. And that corn accounts for three quarters of Brazil's corn production. Now, the ideal window for planting the second crop of corn closes about the third week of February. And there's still people trying to plant their, their soybeans. So if you're planting your soybeans, say, the 1st of December, there's no way you're going to have that harvested uh, in time to plant the second crop of corn in time. And this year is going to be extra risky because they say, the meteorologists, they say an El Nino year like this one can result in an early end to the summer rainy season. So normally in central Brazil, your last summer rain is maybe the first 10 days of May. But in an El Nino year, they may the rains may end at the end of March or early April. So if you plant your corn late and the rains end early, you've got a big problem. Now, the soybean acreage in Brazil is probably going to go up maybe 1.5% to 2%, you know, a modest increase. And that's not a guarantee, and here's why. Because guys in Mato Grosso who are going to plant a second crop of cotton after soybeans now have a tough decision. And some have said, I'm going to tear up my soybeans and go straight to cotton. I'm going to forget the first crop of soybeans because it's so bad. Uh, I would rather put my effort into having a good second crop of cotton. Because if you plant your cotton, say, December 1st, you generally get a much better cotton yield than planting at the end of January. Wow, that could put put a real wrinkle in the global market. Yeah, there might be 100 to maybe 150,000 hectares of soybeans not planted uh, and go over to cotton. Also down in southern Brazil, there's some areas down there that they may not plant their soybeans at all because of localized flooding Mm. along river bottoms and that sort of thing. They just have been inundated with record amounts of rainfall in southern Brazil. That 1% to 2% increase in the soybean area is not a done deal, at least not yet. Okay. We've only got about a minute left. Uh, You know, we thought China had purchased everything they needed out of Brazil in terms of soybeans in the past few months. But uh, now we're seeing U.S. sales. What can we expect? What do you you think we can expect from China in terms of purchases of U.S. beans? China is looking to U.S. for some beans because they are worried about the South American production, especially in Brazil. So uh, they want to hedge their bets, buy some U.S. beans, and I think rightly so. You know, all the estimates for Brazilian soybean production has been going down in recent weeks. And if the weather doesn't really turn around quick, they may go down even more in the weeks ahead. Yeah, wow. A lot to watch, and we're going to keep in touch with you, Doc. Uh, Dr. Michael Cordonier with Soybean and Corn Advisor. Find him online. Oh, we got a lot of great stuff going on there. Michael, thanks so much for your time. Always appreciate it. Always my pleasure. Podcasts by Federated Media.